Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. Coming up in 60 seconds, her boyfriend is participating in a family costume with his ex-wife and his kids. She's been told she can't participate. Is it shady or not? Uh, listen, if you didn't know, we have bonus episodes of The Burt Show. Yep, stuff that we don't get to on the show. You can listen to by going to theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. This week, the girls' trip, the girls, um, my girls' trip drama has escalated. Is our trip doomed? And then also, Abby shares some of the most unhinged conversations between exes um, or people who are dating on the app Hinge. And it's so cringy. So bad. All right, so all that can be found at thebertshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, her boyfriend is participating in um, a family costume with his ex-wife and the kids. And she's been told, mm, sorry, you can't participate in this costume. Is it shady or not? Unique relationships and your co-parenting and things of that nature. So if you have experienced this before where you're dating somebody who's doing a family costume with the ex and kids and you're not involved, Please call up and give any advice. 1-855-BIRCHO, 855-237-8746. My boyfriend is getting all dressed up for a family costume with his ex-wife and their kids for Halloween. On top of that, I've been told that I can't participate. I'm trying to keep calm and not let my insecurities get the best of me, but I can't help it. I mean, it's not like they've been doing this family costume thing every year to make the kids happy or anything. Nope. It isn't some kind of tradition. This would be the very first time they're doing it. Apparently, his ex came up with this super cute costume idea and convinced him to go along with it because it would be fun for the kids. When I asked if there were a costume for me, I was flat out told no. I was only invited to tag along for the trick-or-treating part, but the costume itself is strictly reserved for the four of them. I even tried asking my boyfriend what the costume is, and he claims he has no idea. He's just supposed to wait for the big reveal. So, my question to you all is this. Is it just an innocent Halloween costume, or should I be concerned about what's going on here? It feels a bit off to me. Mm. I wish I had a little bit more information, because, so this isn't a tradition. It's not something they've been doing every single Halloween but if this is the first Halloween since the parents have been divorced, maybe she's just trying to show some cohesiveness and that they're going to be able to be good co-parents. That I can that that I can see as a plus, and I don't I don't think that's shady. Um, now, if she is jealous of the new woman and trying to like 
you know, exclude her, then obviously that is shady. I want to believe, I tend to believe the best in people and that that sometimes gets me in trouble, um, that she wouldn't weaponize her children like this to try to get at her ex-husband's new girlfriend. I'm sure worse has happened. (laughs) However, she has been asked to tag along. It's not like she's being excommunicated from trick-or-treating altogether. Like, she's invited. She just can't participate in the costume aspect of it. So just get you a cute little jack-o'-lantern shirt or whatever or some kind of, like, you know, skeleton bone shirt and do your own thing and and tag along. I think here you're just going to have to determine... I can't say whether it's shady or not. I don't think we have enough information to determine that, but you can't forbid him from doing it. It's his kids and it's for the betterment of his kids. Yeah, to me, this is simple. It's a family costume and to put it very bluntly, you're not a part of the family yet. Mm -hmm. It was his ex that came up with the idea. They want to do it for the kids and for him to be one family unit. I, I, I think it's a little inconsiderate to not think about how she would feel in this scenario. But if, the, like you said, this is the first Halloween that they've been split up. I, I think there's so much on her plate that she's probably not even thinking about what you as a new girlfriend are feeling. Hey, Al, welcome Hello. to the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. What do you got? Hi, I think it's, um, I think it's uh, nice co-parenting um, skills when you kind of get the both parents involved. Um, if she was invited, uh, can I just, work with a blended family and mm-hmm. it's kind of better maybe the kids do sports and stuff we can all go together kind of make it not so awkward um in my relationship it's currently not like that so that's what i'm striving for in the next um we're in the middle of breaking up but that's my ideal um co-parenting like let's just get along yeah because both parents want to be there for the kids for trick-or-treating you know what i mean like um you want to be able to ex- still experience that as a family so yeah i'm i'm leaning towards not shady on this one um it's hard to say because, like you said, we don't have the information, and I love that you always see the best in people. I I think I have the opposite problem, but if I've always maintained that it would, I hesitate to date someone with kids, not because I judge people with kids, but because in situations like these, I just don't feel like there's anything you can do. Even if it is shady, there's not much you can do because you you have to allow them the space to to do what they want to do to please the kids, and I probably would rather just be out of that picture until they feel like I'm comfortable enough to be a full part of the family and just kind of let that happen and let it be what it is. Listen, if I'm you, I am encouraging the um, co-parenting and I am, like I said, putting on a skeleton sweatshirt and tagging <laughs> along and participating because, I mean, Abby, you're right. I mean, she's 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 a girlfriend. She's not a fiance. She's not um, a stepmom or the new wife yet. So, and then you can, you know, I think once you're there and you feel it out, you're going to know whether or not it was shady. 100%. The Bird Show. She goes on a first date. First date. And the dude hands over a list of 78 things he's looking for in a woman. 78. Oh, we asked for that list. And she gave us said list. And we are going to go through that list after your entertainment buzz. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I know that some people call their partner daddy for intimate reasons, but this interview came to me from the shade room on Bernie Mac's daughter's podcast, which by the way, it's literally called that. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> it was an interview. Very on the nose. Um, she's a he, Nepo baby and owning it. Yes. it she, it's her brand. Yeah. And so comedian and actress Monique 
was interviewed by her and she says that she has, well, she doesn't think it's interesting, but I find it very interesting. She has a very unique reason for why she calls her husband daddy out of the bedroom. A lot of black women would say, why do you call him daddy? Because he's raising me. He's raising me. My father probably stopped giving me what I needed when I was around 13 years old. So now you got a woman that's 13 and now I'm 35 and now I got a bunch of money. What we consider to be a bunch of money. Let me just speak real clear about that. Okay. Now I got this money. Now I'm taking care of everybody. Who going to check me, boo? Who going to make me grow up? But when that man, when we were just best friends and when we got together, this is what he said to me. He said, when we were best friends and you were married to other men, you were not my responsibility. You were my sister, but not my responsibility. As my wife, you were my responsibility. I found it very Freudian. (laughs) Um, It's a unique mindset. It's unique for sure. Not one I share. (laughs) Um, My husband does take care of me. I would not say I'm his responsibility, um, nor would I say he's raising me. I know at times we joke like, you know, there's two kids in the house, myself and our toddler, (laughs) um, for sure. And I get that and we crack the jokes. But to be sincere, that I feel like that is a unique take. I'm not sure how many other people out there share that same take, but not one that I share. Well, one thing we have learned about Monique is she is indeed unique. And uh-huh. this is no different of a situation. But you know what? Um, that That's what works for her. If, if she feels like her actual father did not uh, step up to the plate and that this man did and she chooses to call him daddy for it, though it may not be my cup of tea, who am I to tell her that that's not the way she should live her life? Do you think? Is this her way of saying I have daddy issues? Yeah, I think so. I, to me, does nobody else hear how unhealthy this is? Like to be in an intimate physical relationship with somebody that you almost view as a father figure? Yeah. I mean, I, if she's happy, that's one thing, but I really do think that's something you got to hash out with a mental health professional because mm-hmm. it sounds like there's some deeper issues there, which understandably, if your father, if you felt abandoned by your father at 13, it is completely understandable why you would feel this way. And honestly, I don't blame her for finding herself in this position, but I definitely don't think it should be normalized in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, it's when she says, who's going to check me? Like, I do feel like you have to check your partner in the relationship, lovingly so, um, to keep you grounded. And there's like a level of support there. Um, and I, I would say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, that's the way it comes out. It's like, who's going to check me? Like my husband, for lack of a better term, checks me, but we have an understanding and I will check him. Like if I think he's, um, if I don't like the way he's talking to somebody or something like that, be like, hey, let's let's reflect and dig deep and figure out why we're doing this. Um, but I'm never going to call him daddy. That is not going to happen. <laughs> Hail to the non Papa? Huh? Papa? Not Papa? Padre? Not Papi? No. <laughs> <laughs> no father. Yes. Oh, my God. That was a box. No, 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 no. He is babe. <laughs> no, nothing will kill a marriage faster. If you find yourself in a place where you rely on your partner to constantly check you or raise you, yeah, you, you need, and I'm not saying this 
to be mean. You need therapy because you should be checking yourself. There is a balance there, but nobody wants to sleep with somebody that they feel like they have to parent. You know what I mean? Like if I have a husband and I'm constantly having to help raise him, I don't want to sleep with somebody like that. I want an equal partner. And I feel like it might work for now, but down the line, you're going to find there are problems in the marriage. No, I completely agree. There is no bigger turnoff than feeling like you got to mother somebody's son. Um, Mo. Yes. Has a woman ever called you daddy? (laughs) Kristen with the real questions. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. And And, how'd that make you? And I have no kids. So. Tell you something. <laughs> Did uh, you like it? To be honest, yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. No, it it, made, it, it feels weird. Yeah. I, I never was the guy. I mean, I know a lot of men who who like that. They, that's their thing. But it always made me feel weird, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I know in the kink world that some it's 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 oh, a thing yeah. for people. I respect it. We we don't kink shame here. But the thought of somebody calling me mommy in an intimate environment. <laughs> No, thank you. No, no, ready, ready. (laughs) (laughs) This Bravo couple says they're trying to work things out. So why was her husband getting cozy in public with his Dancing with the Stars partner? It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Brenda hit up Mo to write a rap about this horrible first date she went on. (laughs) And he crushed it, knocked it out of the park. Um, And then as we were talking to Brenda Moore about this horrific first date, we come to learn... That he handed her not just one sheet of paper, but multiple sheets of paper. 78 things he's looking for in a partner. Oh, 78. So we were like, Brenda, girl, we got to see this list. Like, you have to hook us up with this list. And God bless Brenda. She did. She took photos of it. She sent us this list, right? So I'm going to start going through some of the 78 that are on this list. And we're going to go through and say if we agree or disagree <laughs> with what this man is looking for in a life partner. Okay? Okay. Now, we have said before that it's good to be forthcoming. Who was it that was um, Abby? We were talking about this, and we actually kind of agreed that um, Shania Twain was saying, put it all out there. Oh, yes. You want as many people to run as possible. Mm -hmm. However, I think handing your date a list of 78 reasons of why you might not be the right person for them might be a little much because instead of running away, you might actually move to another country to get away from this person. (laughs) Right. But Shania was like, she was talking to Drew Barrymore is who it was. And they were um, saying like, no, you be forthcoming, be open on that first date. Um, or, or be forthcoming on your dating apps because you want to weed out all the people you don't want to go out with anyway. And then you have a smaller pool, but it's quality over quantity, right? So this dude hands Brenda 78 things he's looking for in a partner. <clears throat> so here we go. Number one, has a deep spiritual relationship is not self-righteous. I'm assuming with right. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's yep. fair. Um, then the next three, smart and well-educated, intelligent, intellectual. I feel like those are all the same. All the same. That's what I thought. Okay. This see, this list didn't have to be seventy eight if that's three for him. Um. So I think yeah, intelligence, a level of intelligence would be appreciated in a partner. Yeah. So so far, so good. Um. The next two go hand in hand. Empathetic, and then number six, kind and compassionate. Okay. That could have been two. We could have been at seventy (laughs) nine. No. Absolutely. (laughs) Um. Next. That says empathetic. Are we sure he didn't? That's not another way to say. Empathic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Um. Number seven loves her man. Corinthians thirteen. He he missed the first. First Corinthians thirteen. This man is not a real Christian. (laughs) 
This is blasphemy. And then we go on to respects her man, honors her man. Wow. Psalms 31. That's the wrong one. It's Proverbs 31. Is it? Yes. He, I think he's referring to Proverbs 31, which talks about the, the type of godly woman that, oh. uh, yeah. Look at you dropping the Bible knowledge. Uh, this man, I don't know what he's on. But. And all of these are different numbers. So even yes. the Psalms 31 is its own number. Yes. Okay. Even though it's supposed to, I'm assuming, encompass, respects her man, honors her man. Unless Psalms 31 is something completely different that he wants to interject. I, I think Psalms 31 is completely different. All right. Next, we have parenting stuff and adulting stuff. Huh? Don't even know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love how we put all the adulting stuff. Like she's supposed to be an adult, but puts stuff after it. Mm-hmm. Um, accepts herself, but seeks to improve each day personally. Fair. That's fair. She knows her body and how to self-pleasure. All right. Okay, King. Mm-hmm. All right. POV about self-pleasure. Point of view? I don't get that one. Do you get it? Maybe she has a similar POV. Mm, maybe. Sees and accepts me for me. Okay. I can appreciate that. All right. Loves me for me, regardless of circumstances. So, <laughs> doubling down. That's his way of telling you, I ain't going to be, I'm not going to be much. <laughs> Except me anyway. You got to change, but I don't. <laughs> if one thing I have noticed about this dude is he's very redundant. Um, can improvise, adapt, and overcome. All right. All right. Understanding and accepting of faults and baggage. Oh, wait, that goes with the other two. Sees and accepts me, loves me for me, understanding and accepting of faults and baggage. Uh I feel like that all is like encompassing a one. We could have cut this list in half. Uh, Great conversationalist. All right. Great communicator. Okay. Hand in hand again. Mm -hmm. Wants to understand before wanting to be understood. Oh, okay. I think that's a way of saying has a healthy conflict style, which I don't disagree with. Beautiful long hair. Beautiful eyes, pretty hands, smooth skin, voluptuous figure, and sensitive nipples. (laughs) (laughs) I love how this is on the same list with the Bible verses. (laughs) (laughs) You should have spaced those out a little more. (laughs) Privately erotic with intimate partner. Oh. Flirtatious with her loved one. Okay. Warm and accommodating. Fun and playful, but serious too. Sensual and seductive with her man. Great emotional intimacy, emotionally stable and self-aware, cozy home, supportive, mutual, helpful home life. Oh, man. We're, now we're on to the second page. Oh, gosh. We start with man is a man and the woman is a woman. Oh. Head of household POV. We influence each other for the better. Great physical intimacy, T and T. TNT. Abby, what's that? TNT. I'm dynamite. No, that, that's TNT. This is TNT. <laughs> we just busted out some ACDC. Uh, synergistic and complementary team. Combined strengths. Unity. Mm. Fives in the house. <laughs> no tens. Fives in the house? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Uh, they, they walk around giving each other high fives in the crib? <laughs> Good job, babe. Oh, my gosh. Um, Equal reasoning. Win-win using I-A-M approach. No clue what that is. Uh Um, Let's see. Private flirtation, discreet touching and teasing, lots of kissing, wet and dry ones. Oh, both of them. (laughs) Okay. Massage, give and receive. Words of affirmation. Talks through disagreement to find resolution. Like, some of these are legit. It's just weird seeing them all on a list. Right. Um, 
reasonable wedding fitting to both of our means and desires to share with others. Travel and vacation expectations, where to live, home theme desires, daily routine profile, weekend routines, go to bedtime, wake up time. What are we doing now? I don't know. Like what is happening right now? Oh, similar go to bed times and similar okay. wake up times. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, frequency of intimacy and lovemaking, libido transparency, um, spontaneous affection, fetishes and turn-ons, turn-offs. Personal hygiene habits, off limits stuff. What does that mean? Man loves this stuff. He right. Um, uh, privacy expectations, DIY, uh, DIY projects, household finances, personal finances, health and wellness POV and expectations, <sighs> medical issues, meal routine, entertainment POV, caregiving of others, family expectations. Follow the marriage and family picture frame. There are two here. Seventy five and seventy seven are. Yes. Blocked out. That's because it included his child's name and his child's mom's name. Ah, gotcha. Interesting. So I'm assuming that has to do with being like, you know. A good co-parent. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that are the 78. Yeah, I'm not for him. That's that's what I got from that list. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not his guy. You know, I think he could have made it longer. Why not? Why not repeat more things? Right. <laughs> well, I stopped at 78. <laughs> Tell us how horny you are again in 79 through 92. Get it. The Bird Show. There you are out having a great time with your friends and you spot a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> By ghosts, we mean a man that ghosted you. So you have two options. One, ignore said ghost. Mm. Or two, confront said ghost. They, they were haunting me at my favorite bar. So I had to say something. Of course you did, Confrontation uh, Abby. Yeah, I came face to, face to face with a ghost of hinged past, if you will. So on Saturday, I went to a couple different spots downtown. One of the first places we went was the iconic Claremont rooftop. And afterwards, we were like, we need to go somewhere where we're actually going to get hit on. Like, that was my goal for the night is I wanted to feel like a cute girl. I wanted a crusty, fratty looking man <laughs> to roll up with his warm IPA and tell me that I looked good that night. That is That was my one goal. That is all I wanted that night. Why does IPA gotta be warm? Because yeah, he's nursing brand. it. He's oh, nursing God, it, man. It. He wants to be cool drinking an IPA, but he can't really stomach it. You got know what it. I mean? Yeah. Normally he's a natty light guy, but he's trying to be cool in front of his friends. That yeah. makes sense. No, I think the, bar funny. the bartender pours it cold, but something that happens when it gets into the hands of, a, of an ex-frat boy, it just gets lukewarm, and then like little bits of dip get into, into <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, so I go down to this bar, and um, th this place is specifically like frat boy central, which as I've mentioned is kind of my toxic type. So I really shouldn't have been shocked when I saw not one, but two people that I had been out with since moving to our city. And so we walk in, it's an absolute sausage, sausage fest, which is exciting at first until I see those two boys. And so Notice I'm, she's not calling them men, Mo. They're boys. boys. They're boys. Yep. There's a difference. Uh -huh. And Absolutely. so me and my friend, we do the thing that a lot of girls do when you go out to a bar and you're looking to get hit on is you try to scope out the hottest looking guy group. You're trying to find the guy group of the night mm -hmm. so that you can infiltrate and be the girls of the night. <laughs> so I spot one of the groups and we perch ourselves on a wall 
And, you know, we're looking around, just waiting, waiting for crusty old IPA boy to come over. And I'm looking at all the different guys in the group, trying to pick out which one I want to approach. And then, boom, I lock eyes with somebody that I went out with in May. And I'm like, I cannot stay here because we obviously cannot infiltrate this group. Like, this man knows who I am. I know who he is. It didn't end well. We're getting out of here. So then we scamper across the bar to another side. We're perched on another wall. Again, looking out into the bar with our desperate girl eyes, like, please show me affection. And we're scanning another group of men in striped polos holding their IPAs. And I'm looking from guy to guy. I'm like, who do I want to make eye contact with to, you know, approach and hopefully get hit on? So I'm looking at all the guys. And then I noticed... There's another guy who ghosted me a while back. This was one of the men who um, I went out with for my bingo card challenge when I was trying to date outside my comfort zone with guys who I wouldn't normally go after or have different interests that I'm normally not into. This guy I had gone out with once and just never heard from him again. Like he was so excited leading up to the date. He was confirming our date and was showing a lot of enthusiasm. So I thought it was going to be a slam dunk. And then I show up to the date and this man wanted nothing to do with me so it was it was probably one of my worst date experiences because I felt so rejected off the bat like I didn't it's not like I said something weird and then I turned him off it was like the moment I got there he was not into me so it's like a setup like you got like built up Mm -hmm. and then the date happens and it's just such a huge letdown it was a bait and switch and so I lock eyes with him and I'm immediately like this is the last person I want to see in this bar to feel good about myself and so at that point I was about three and a half white wines deep maybe a little tequila in there and (laughs) I'm already pretty confrontational when it comes to really anything in life. I really have no problem saying what's on my mind and getting conflict out of the air because I think it's very healthy. It is. However, I'm with you. When, when alcohol is involved, sometimes I turn into like a little rat girl and just <laughs> the confrontation goes from healthy to just like unhinged. So what, I, what is rat girl? You know, like when you just get get kind of frenzied. <laughs> when, you get, when, you, when you get that crazy look in your eyes and you're like, justice must be served. Okay. And you just scamper up to the boy and you just like look at him up with your little rat paws and you're like, tell me I'm pretty. So oh, wow. I, look, I look at him and in my mind, I'm like, justice must be served. I must make this man find me attractive because I already feel rejected. So I go up to him and we'll call him Josh because he, he had a random boy name. So Josh Josh is another random boy name. So I go up to Josh and I look it up, up at him with my little rat eyes and my little rat paws. And I'm just like, hello, Josh, thinking that he's going to look at me and go, oh, hey, Abby, like funny seeing you here, considering we went out a couple months ago. Oh. So oh, no. I, look, I go, hi, Josh. And he just, he looks at me and I can just tell that my face is not registering in his oh, brain. Oh, no. He has no idea who I am. And now, instead of his entire friend group going, wow, Josh, look at this hot girl you're hanging out with. They're like, who is this mofo? Like, why is she in <laughs> why, infiltrating Why is group? she over here? Why is she disturbing my warm IPA? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you abort mission? So I just kind of like, I start, drunk Abby starts to realize what's happening. And I go, oh, you're not who I thought you were. Sorry, I thought you were my friend, Josh. My bad. And then me, me and my friend bolt to the other side of the bar. 
And I'm so embarrassed at this point because I realized not only did I get rejected by this man because he, you know, I'm not what whatever he wanted me to be. Now he has legitimate reasons to think I'm an actual crazy bee. So I'm I'm a, I'm at this bar, kind of hanging out, and I kind of noticed that he's like looking over at me. Well, he, yeah, he's now him he with his little rat eyes looking over over his warm IPA at me. <laughs> and put it together. I, I can tell that he's trying to figure out where he knows me from. And the moment I could see it dawn over his eyes, he looks at me and he kind of has that like oh look and then from that moment on he like gathers his little posse of friends no. and they bounce to the outside meanwhile it's like 50 degrees out it's <laughs> freezing we were all again in the warmth that we got the warm ipas the warm air conditioning we're all hanging out very comfortable and i saw just see them walk outside into the freezing bitter cold to mm. get away from me and my little rat ratness that was not the confrontation Dang. I was hoping for. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it was confrontational, but, you know, I didn't get closure. No, was there insane. was no rat justice there whatsoever. Yeah. Uh-uh. The rats ain't going to like this, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happened. He's up 2-0 at halftime, Abby. <laughs> you got to figure this out. I know. I got to go back and then, you know, be looking amazing and, and make him rue the day he was born and never rejected me. Facts. Oh, okay. <laughs> justice must be served. You're on The Burt Show. All right, so if you ever have a dilemma or an issue that you need advice with, please hit us up at theburtshow.com. A dude has hit us up. She told him she's pregnant, but he had a vasectomy, and she doesn't know he had a vasectomy. So is the baby his or not? (laughs) This is so juicy and so dramatic. Are we about to turn into the Maury Povich show? We 100% are. All right, get your uh, manila envelopes ready so we can figure this out. My favorite part. Hey, Burt Show. I'm in a cold sweat and in a panic over here. I need some serious help and fast. I know you guys get some crazy stories, but I'm not sure anyone has ever been in my exact predicament. Regardless, I need advice ASAP. Imagine my surprise when the girl I've been dating for a whopping three months tells me she's pregnant. Oh, that's not the surprise. The surprise is I had a vasectomy years ago, which she doesn't know about. Wow. I had planned on telling her if when we got more serious. We aren't even using labels right now, so I haven't felt the time is right. We haven't even had the first conversation about our future or whether or not either one of us wants kids. Obviously, that's a big no for me. She broke the news to me the other night. She seemed nervous, but excited. I think she was more nervous about telling me than the actual pregnancy. I couldn't hide the shock on my face. I mean, I know vasectomies aren't 100, but they're as close as you can get to 100. I think it was more shocked than she expected because I could see her start to get upset. I don't know why, but I didn't spit out that she couldn't be pregnant with my baby because I had a vasectomy. Would have been the first thing I said. I'd basically basically be calling her a hoe while she's trying to tell me I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> but is she? <laughs> For real though, we weren't using labels, but I thought we um, but I thought we were exclusively dating. I know I wasn't sleeping with anyone else. Man, how in the world do I handle this conversation? I don't want to insult her, but I also have no interest in being a dad. Never in a million years did I imagine being in this situation. That's why I got the vasectomy. <laughs> oh, how does this conversation go, Mo? Ooh. I know, right? You with, call her a hoe. With, no. <laughs> he was trying to avoid that. Yeah. With brutal honesty. There's no other way to approach this outside of 
We have to get to the bottom of this, and we have to get to the bottom of this really quickly. We had a mystery on our hands. Absolutely. I, I don't mean, think we need Sherlock Holmes for this, though. It <laughs> seems like a pretty open and shut case. That's what I'm thinking. And I mean, I guess I get the him not wanting to be or make her uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, if I'm in his shoes, you got some explaining to do, and I would have zero problems bringing that to the table. I think this is just a valuable lesson, going back to health class in high school, that you need to talk about birth control before you sleep with someone. Yeah, this could have been point, eradicated. Like, oh, girl, we we don't got to wrap it. I got a vasectomy. And she would have been like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But <laughs> That's the way we go. That's how your intimate encounters go. Okay. <laughs> that, that reenactment was so incredible. That's, okay. that's my sexy voice. That's how I lure the boys from the bar to my bedroom. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, you're amazing. <laughs> and you have a vasectomy. You have a vasectomy. That is so, so incredibly awesome. So amazing. Okay. No, for real. I just can't believe that this wasn't even a conversation before you guys slept together. I mean, yeah. now that it's already happened, it's passed. But let's be real. I have heard, and this is just maybe because I live on TikTok, but I have heard of people getting pregnant after they have a vasectomy. Like, yeah. it is close to a 100, but it's still very, very plausible that a little guy could slip through and you could become a father. It's close enough to 100 huh. that I got some questions. In most <laughs> cases, vasectomy is more than 99% effective. Out of 2,000 men who are sterilized, one will get a woman pregnant during the rest of his lifetime. Looks like you that one. I, I feel like this is one of those moments when if a woman were in his shoes, she would have this incredible way to play chess to really figure this out and paint her into a wall. It's just because being a man, I'm not good at that. I don't know how he can use this information to kind of get the truth out of her without actually making her seem like a hoe, as he mentioned. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because this is a, that's why I, I, I actually appreciate him writing because he wants to handle this delicately mm -hmm. and he, he doesn't want he doesn't want to insult her. He doesn't want to make her feel bad. Um Especially since she's, you know, she's pregnant. Right. So you, you want to handle this with kid gloves. Should have been wearing another sort of glove. <laughs> um, the yeah. other kid gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, you just kind of, that's a band-aid you got to rip off and you got to, it's sooner, like this is not, so, like this is not a can you kick down the road. Mm -hmm. Like this is something you need to do like yesterday. Here's the thing. She might not have even stepped out on him within the three months that they've been together. They've True. only been together for three months. So it's very possible that she had no idea that she was maybe four or five months pregnant yeah. um, before he even got into the picture. So it's totally possible that he could go, hey, I had a vasectomy. Did you happen to sleep with someone right before we got together? And she could go, oh yeah, it could be the other guy. And either I should way, talk to him. Yeah, either way you got questions. Alright, here's the deal. You need to have that conversation tonight and then you gotta hit us up and let us know how that conversation went. Yeah, mm -hmm. They need to have that conversation for us. Yeah, yes. It's us that need the answer. You're on The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Well, it doesn't look like there's much hope for Real Housewives couple Mauricio Mansky and Kyle Richards. I feel like they were kind of known as the power couple yeah. of the Real Housewives franchise with like this perfect picture, perfect marriage. And so when it came out that they were having troubles, I think a lot of people were pretty shocked. So Mauricio told Entertainment Tonight earlier this month that he and Kyle, they're officially separated, but they're not thrown in the towel. They're really trying to work things out. He said, the reality is we are officially separated, but we're not thrown in the towel. We're fighting for this. We've been married for 27 years, 26 amazing years. Kyle is my best friend. She's an amazing human. I love 
love her. And marriages go through difficult times sometimes. And that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with right now. Well, let's just say actions speak louder than words because he and his Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater, have been spotted getting a little bit more than cozy. So page six got some photos where they were spotted at a sushi restaurant in Beverly Hills holding hands after a flirty dinner. Apparently they were also spotted kissing and sitting really close to each other at the table, which just does not sound like the kind of behavior that you exhibit when you're really trying to work on your marriage. I was trying to like... Forgive the hand-holding, but you lost me at kissing. Yeah, that's... You can't... Too far either way. <laughs> and obviously, it's all just rumors. Like, we don't... I, I, I did not personally see them, yeah, but yeah. I don't see how those rumors would come out if there wasn't even a little bit of truth to it. So, kind of a bummer. Okay, Britney Spears' memoir is out today. We already know some of the major bombshells, like how she admitted to cheating on JT and also JT cheating on her, drinking with her mom in the eighth grade. That was crazy. But she also talks about her fling with actor Colin Farrell in it. Yeah, I had a question for you guys. Um, and, you know, she is well within her right to tell her story. Mm-hmm. And she's putting it all out there. And I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be cathartic for her and actually not the opposite. Because, I mean, it's obviously getting a lot of traction. We've talked about it extensively. The world is talking about it extensively because of all these bombshells that are in it. But when she started detailing what... Um, when she started going into specifics about intimate moments with other people, like Colin Farrell, and like it, it gets very graphic as as far as to, to like what they did in the bedroom. Don't hold back. What did she write? <laughs> That's not the point of this, Abby. So she goes into like pretty descriptive detail about her and Colin Farrell and their their intimate times. And I just remember when John Mayer said stuff about Jessica Simpson and what she was like in bed, people raked him over the coals. I can imagine. Like, that's not something you discuss. It was disrespectful to her. So is it not disrespectful to Colin Farrell for her to go into these deep details about what it was like to have sex with him? I think so. I think that's always been a little bit of a double standard, though, because there have been a lot of times that books have come out, and that's exactly what the book was about. It was like a woman explaining all of her sexual experiences with all of these different guys, and people rushed to that book, which I get why. I get why it's entertaining, but it certainly feels like if a guy were to do that, it would be looked at as pretty sleazy and a clown move. Especially when it was so long ago and, like, you know, I don't know. I was just, I was trying to look at it fairly, and I'm like... It's, I just, I, cause I remember, cause I was doing, um, entertainment news and how people were livid at John Mayer and thought it was so gross that he would go into detail about what it was like to have sex with Jessica Simpson. And I'm like, would the same not be held? It's, I mean, we've even come further now than we were then as far as like it, it now it feels like rather than you're sharing your story, you're exploiting people. For yeah. Sure. Well, on paper, I mean, the actions are the same, but I do think when you add the societal context to it and how women have typically been sexualized by men it's a lot less palatable when it comes from a man's point of view and then when you see a woman do it I think it's I think our our knee-jerk reaction is that it's it's less offensive because it's a woman doing it to a man but that doesn't make it right I do think if we see someone doing the exact same thing to you know the opposite gender or whatever um we should we yeah we, we should have the same repercussions for them but I think that's one of the reasons why people aren't quick to put her 
to rake her over the coals for doing the same thing, for sure. All right, Terry Copley is pushing back on John Stamos's claims that she cheated on him. So his, his memoir is also released today. So once you're done with Britney's, if you want more celeb tea, you can talk about what's going on with him. So yesterday, I told you the story about what happened with John Stamos and Terry Copley when they were kind of going through their breakup. So John claims that he walked in on Terry and um, Tony Danza and basically said, oh, well, she cheated on me. It was awful. And I cannot believe I had to walk in and see that it was just this horrible experience. Well, now Terry is coming out and saying, well, they weren't even together when this happened. So he said that she quote unquote ghosted him while he was out on the road, but apparently they were completely broken up from her point of view. And she said that when he walked in, she wondered what's John doing here because they had broken up. He just looked at me and shook his head and then walked away. So she's saying that it wasn't cheating, but she's not denying that she got busy with Tony Danza. So she is confirming that she and Tony Danza got a little ear ear, but according to her, she and John were not together. Yeah, good for you, girlfriend. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. You're on The Bird Show. Is he the a-hole for blocking a kid from having a piece of cake? Now, you just hear that title and you're like, of course he's an a-hole if you blocked a kid from having a piece of cake. But when you hear the details, it has a whole other layer, pun intended. My pregnant wife, our first, messaged me at the end of my work shift that she had sudden cravings for cake and I was more than happy to get her one. Unfortunately, as this was close to 6 p.m., the bakery only had a Swiss roll left in terms of cake. As I was selecting that and a few other breads, a mother and her daughter came in and the girl noticed the Swiss roll in the display cabinet and shouted that she wanted it. However, I had already ordered it and when the worker took it out for me, the girl started screaming and crying. The mom did initially ask if I could leave the roll for her, but I said that I ordered it first. Mom then began getting extremely demanding, saying, I didn't need to eat it. Can't you feel for a kid? How selfish of you, etc. It only stopped when the bakery worker said that I had came first and ordered it before the mom and the daughter had even walked in. I got home and told my wife about the incident, and she said that, yeah, I was a bit of an a-hole for not giving up the cake for the kid, and that she would have understood if the store had no more since I did buy other sweet breads, or I could have gone to the supermarket instead. She also asked why I didn't tell the mom that I was buying it for my pregnant wife with cravings. I didn't see the need to share private information, but my wife said that maybe the mom would have understood and that I appeared to be insensitive by sticking to my I ordered it first argument. We did end up enjoying the Swiss roll and she told me not to worry about it. Just be more mindful next time, but I can't help feel a little bit guilty. So was I the a-hole for denying a kid cake that she really, really wanted? Yeah, I don't know if I could fully enjoy that cake knowing there was a crying kid going home because they didn't get it. I, I think on paper, I... I he didn't do anything wrong. You know, like he, he ordered the cake, he got the cake and um, it, because I, I, it's so tricky because I feel bad because you, as an adult, you're always expected to kind of go out of your way for kids and to kind of cater to their every... Uh, oh, I'm here to tell you not everybody thinks that well, way. Well, <laughs> maybe not moms, but like you're, when, when it comes to kids, like you're kind of expected to go out of your way to, to cater to them when they don't really understand better because like if another adult walked in, they would understand why they couldn't get that cake, but kids don't fully understand that yet. And so I feel bad. I think it would have been kind for him to give up the cake, but I don't think he was obligated but I also see it from the wife's perspective in the sense that like it, when you, she's grown her own kid, so she's already having that kind of empathy for for little ones. So I don't think he was an a-hole, but I do think it was the wrong thing to do. That's tough. Um, 
I don't really know what I would have did. I laughed though because I, I certainly, if I would have taken the cake, I would have I wouldn't have taken it for me. Like no way, they would have gave it to the kid. If I did take it, it would certainly have been for my wife. And to get home and then hear her say, you should have gave it to the kid. I, I can only imagine how he felt in that moment. Well, he's a big dummy. Your pregnant wife, don't tell your pregnant wife that you stole, you didn't steal, that you took the cake from a kid. You didn't right. even take it from a kid. The no. kid was trying to take it from you. Welcome to the real world, baby. Well, see, you and I are going to be on the same page because I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't think he's the a-hole at all. Um, when I said people don't cater to kids, I'm not talking about moms. I'm talking about society as a whole. Right. When you go out as a parent, you realize that um, it the... The, the world does not cater to you and your kids. It's actually quite the opposite. It doesn't even think of you. You yeah. don't even register on the radar. I just meant by, not by catering, like society's catering to the kids. I just don't even think this would have been a discussion had it been another adult coming in and been upset about it. The mm -hmm. only reason we're even having this discussion is because it's a child and we kind of feel pity for him. Correct. Um, so yeah, as a mom, I think, it, and it's depending on the age of the child and how 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 you're able to reason with them. Um, and I know people hate it when I say this, but in order for me to make sense in a lot of things in my life, I've come to realize life isn't fair. And just because you're a good person doesn't mean you're entitled to, for good things to happen in your life. You should just be a good person regardless. So if we came in and that was us, and listen, I got a sweet tooth <laughs> and I love me a chocolate cake. So if that were to happen, um, I would be a liar if I said I wasn't a little bit miffed, but I would just tell my child, hey, he was here first. He ordered the cake. We'll just have to get something else. Because that's the thing. He can't show up at home for his pregnant wife and his child mm. with, because that's what the cravings are for. A lot of the time it's to get specific things for your body to grow the child. He can't show up without cake. That would be disaster. If that were <laughs> me, I would be tears. No. So in this instance then... He can either let the kid have the cake and then go to another store out of taking time away from his wife and out of his day so that kid could have cake or that mom can do her dang job as a mother and teach her child life is not fair or take the kid to the grocery store to get the cake. It is not his job to parent someone else's child. I think, again, if it were him and it, he wanted to give, that would be a nice thing to do to sacrifice the cake for the kid. But it, to me, the a-hole in this scenario is the other mother, the mother of the kid. Oh, he's still the a-hole for going back and telling his pregnant wife that he took the cake from a kid what? and making her feel bad. He shouldn't have told her. Why can't he tell her that? Because that? That happened. That was a real thing that he had to go through in order to get that cake to her. And I would like to be able to vent to my wife about the things I'm going through in life. Because now she has to feel guilty while she's yes. eating the cake. Well, how do you think I feel watching the kid cry? <laughs> I'm taking a cake from him. I would be like, props, baby. Thanks for putting our kid above others. You're already providing. No, I would, uh, I would not have that take. damn kids. Men used to hunt. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew we'd be so passionate about the cake? Hunting for that last Swiss roll. Oh, man. It does sound delicious right now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You're on The Burt Show. All right, so speaking of kids and food... Cassie and I had a lovely, lovely play date this past weekend. We went to a museum and had like a bunch of stuff for the kids to do. It wasn't like a stuffy museum. It was a lot of fun. There were indoor exhibits. And then we went outdoors and ran around. It was gorgeous. There was a playground. And then we went out to lunch afterwards in a nearby town. Yep. So we all go out to lunch. And so just to paint the picture here, it's uh, myself and my two and a half year old. It's Cassie with her almost four year old and one and a half year old. Is, am I getting the yeah. ages right? Mm -hmm. And then we have our other friend, Amanda, and her son, Asa, who just turned three. So we have four kids 
under the age of four, three adults going out to lunch, all right? And it had already been an interesting afternoon, very fun, but the kids were, some were functioning without naps. Others were just, sometimes your child's just in a mood for the day. Mm -hmm. And um, so we knew walking into lunch, it was going to be hit or miss. I was hoping, so Hazel was upset. Max was just running off, not listening. And I'm like, I just need to feed these children. Once they get Uh food in them, they'll become sedate and things will be great. And we can finally have, like the joke is, when you do play dates, you don't talk to the mothers because you're like running around after a kid. But I'm like, lunch, everyone's sitting, they'll have food, they'll shut up and we can actually have an adult conversation. It's going to be awesome. Let me run over the list of things (laughs) that happened at said lunch, okay? So we get there, I get there first um, and then the rest roll in. Poor little Hazel fell out of the booth <laughs> as soon as she got it to it. Aww. I know. Well, at first, she just kind of, by the way, I saw it, and she slid real slow. Like, it wasn't like a hard fall. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, ha, 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 you fell. And then she's like, Ooh, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? She was fine. She was just in a mood. All right, so, but we get her in the booth. And then, um, of course, Jimmy, when we eat, if he doesn't like it, he does one of these. And then I have to catch it and spit it. Like, he spits food in my hand all the time. Hazel oh, does yeah. that, too. Oh. Stop it. Where are you learning this? I was privy to this. I could not believe that this was real life. I was like, you just, he just baby birded into your hand. Yep, yep. If he doesn't like something, he goes, uh, uh, uh. And then I have to put my hand out. And he spits it in my hand. And then I discard it, okay? So we got that going on at the table. Um, Asa's making and siren noises going which is my fault because I asked him what noise a fire truck makes so Uh, that was on me Max has a ball that he's throwing around and it's rolling all over the floor all over the place and then somebody spills something was it one of the children no Cassie spilled an entire glass of water Mm -hmm. on the table it was me I was trying to juggle the baby and the ball to be fair Mm -hmm. Um, and then Jimmy spills his entire bag of toys as I have a plastic gallon bag full of toys always keep it in the diaper bag to keep the kids busy he turns it upside down all the toys go all over the floor right so that means Asa and Hazel decide to get underneath the table and they're playing underneath the table grabbing the toys but of course underneath the table at a restaurant is flipping disgusting so Amanda's trying to get Asa out from underneath the table Cassie's trying to get Hazel out from underneath the table while she's simultaneously trying to feed her one and a half year old to which Hazel hits her head and then she starts crying again because she's hurt You are describing when I am deep in REM sleep and I'm in the depths of my nightmares. This is what I see. And by the way, a majority of the kids, mine included, would not eat their food. (laughs) Yeah, no, they wouldn't eat it. And you're forgetting, I had the stroller with me because Hazel didn't feel like walking. So I'm pushing her in the stroller and carrying Max. And then we had to, I had to finagle the stroller so it wasn't completely blocking the waiter. Uh, Just like it literally was a beautiful disaster. And then in the bathroom afterwards, because you guys were leaving and we were going to hit the bathroom before we left for our drive back home because it's like a 40 minute drive. Which, by the way, felt so bad. We should have stayed and helped you because you were two on one. No. Should have stayed and helped. I didn't even think about it till I got like halfway home. No, not even. That's fine. That's not a problem. It's just I'm putting Hazel again in the stroller because she's so tired at this point. And... Max, I put him down for a second so I could put Hazel in the stroller and he decides to push stroller as I'm putting Hazel down, kind of like yanking a seat out from somebody. And so I'm running forward and it's slamming through the bathroom stall up to the toilet and I'm running with a kid half crouched over trying to put a four-year-old in a moving <laughs> stroller that my 20-month-old is like, hee, 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 run away. It was, 
I mean, honestly, like I was sitting there in the bathroom being like, what decisions did I make with my life? I would make them again just to have these children. But like, I would love to go back and die and be like, don't do it. And then the the perfect like save that moment. It, it, and I we joke because, you know, we, we say say that all the time when somebody says something. And it, it would have been the promo for for the day. Uh, a server comes up and says, hey, can I take anything from you? And Cassie goes, the children. <laughs> <laughs> I had such anxiety at that lunch, though, because it dry, I work really hard on keeping my kids quiet if we go out to eat, which is why Max had blue. Like, it, if they whine or cry, take them out instantly. Like, I don't want to be that person. And that lunch, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I, whatever. If you didn't want kids, you wouldn't have high chairs. <laughs> It's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.